Hello, and welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky. I don't know why I'm singing to you like this right now, but I have some amazing things to tell you. Just stay tuned. I'll get to them soon. I'm rhyming again. I don't know why. Oh, well. Welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky. I'm Nick Argenbright, a.k.a. Nick Nitro, and I'm here to tell you about some really fun things uh, about I'm looking forward to of 2017. But before we get to that, I don't even remember what I was singing about a second ago. I literally was just, it was horrible. I apologize for that. But uh, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors uh, like Packrat Comics. Go to packratcomics.com. For all your comicing needs, and uh, they're one of the best comic book shops around that I've ever been to, and I've been to a few. You know, being a nerd for a long time or a geek, however you prefer. I prefer geek, honestly. But um, we've taken the terms back, so yeah. But go to Packrat Comics. Uh, one of my favorite features, if you follow them online, is their Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter feeds. Um, they all kind of you know blend together, but sometimes they have different things on each one. Um, and I love their new Comic Book Day videos. Uh, they also um, are just really great people, too. They do a lot for the community here in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm from. So please check them out. Go to packratcomics.com and uh, really check out their Facebook page. You'll love it. Um, our show is also uh, sponsored by audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggy. Now, we're not sponsored by that link, but if you go to that link, which is for Audible, Website URL being again audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. You know, they have over 200,000 titles to choose from. You can go in there and it's an Amazon company. So, Amazon, it's a name you trust, it's a name you like, it's a name you want to, you know, have warm, nice feelings with. All right, so check them out audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Get an audiobook, 30 day free trial. It's pretty great, it's pretty awesome. You'll enjoy it. I do. I do. It's a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, we are part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, or IABD for short. I think I said IABDP. Ooh, forgot the P. Uh, but speaking of IABDP, IABD Presents is hosting a short story competition. Our inaugural theme is I Knew You Before the Fall of Rome. Rules are on the website at iabdpresents.com, and the deadline is February 28th. Winners will be released as part of an online collection, and a grand prize winner will see their tale be recorded in audio format. Ooh, there's also potential for some royalties, so check it out. Again, iabdpresents.com. I feel like I'm not saying that right. iabdpresents.com. Okay, I am. I am. Okay, cool. And uh, before we get into the rest of our show, uh, I always try to uh, tell people to check out uh, a little fan podcast I have called The Magically Unauthorized Misadventures of Rocky and Boinkle. And right before I started recording this tonight, I found out that, um, and this is pretty cool, that I won Best Writing of a Fan Adaptation Production. And... um, so for everyone out there who listens to this show and listens to that show too, thank you so much. It means the world for me. And honestly, in a way, it helps. It, it just further helps 2017. Um, 
you know, uh, 2017 is about, at least for me creatively as a writer, to really um, recharge myself and, and, and focus on what's important and trying to really focus and channel um, my energy. Um, one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, you guys, is the March episode of It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Uh, and the reason for that is because um, I would say I wrote 75% of it, um, not intentionally. Uh, what I mean by that is that uh, I've written some of these way, way far out in advance that when Jimmy put them together, like when they were going to go live, um, uh, they're all happening to, to converge on one big episode. Um, I even wrote an ad along with uh, with someone else, which is I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so excited, you guys. I, I mean, I'm just so excited. Um, <clears throat> but I, but yeah. So 2017 for me is really about um, kind of uh, refocusing my creative energy and trying to be positive and stepping away from negativity and stepping away from things that you know create a negative creative space in my head. Um, you know. Uh, I think as artists, we all are very full of self-doubt. And one of the things I realized in 2016 is that that self-doubt is pretty bad. But, um, you know, if I let people who aren't even really critics per se, but they're being critical, um, I need to either, I need to A, accept it, of course, yes, but um, I need to not be as concerned with it. And just kind of revel in that because that's what I think. And I think a lot of people, that's why, you know, people who actually do work that is more mass consumed than my little shows are, um, sadly. I, I wish they would be, but at the same time, realistically, that they're not. But for the people that do listen to it and they have critiques or criticism, that's, that's fine and awesome. But uh, uh, sometimes every once in a while you get like a negative uh, criticism or critique. Um, and, it, and it creatively throws you off. And, um, and yeah, so this was a nice little hey to a nice way creatively to start 2016. Um, I've been working with Jimmy on the March script for It's All Been Done Radio Hour, and I'm really excited for that. I hope you guys, uh, if you're in the Columbus area, will come see it. Um, I'll, I'll plug it when we get a little bit closer to it because we have other cool things to plug on the IABD Presents Network. But um, I'm, I was really happy for that. So thank you all so much. For writing, uh, for writing in, and uh, first off, whoever nominated me, I still think it's my mom. Uh, she says no, but I finally asked her about it. But um, thank you so much. Um, you have no idea. Um, it, 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 you know, and, and in the grand scheme of things, too, and I mean this with all due respect, uh, this is not a worldwide, I mean, it's on the World Wide Web, uh, as they used to call it back in the day, Um but it, it's not a, um, you know, it's not like the Academy Award. It's like people in other countries could probably go, oh, Oscar, Academy Award. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, I generally know what you're talking about. The Audioverse Awards, sadly, not as much because, you know, radio plays are making a comeback. Audio uh, audio uh, productions are making a comeback, but they're not like the level that movies are, right? So, um, but still, it, it's a very nice nice award to win. And again, it kicks off 2017 really well. All right. I'm just rambling about this right now. So I'm going to stop. Um, again, the problem with doing shows by yourself sometimes. So, and we are working on getting things, um, 
getting some other people in here. It's just um, the holidays have been really, really hard um, schedule-wise. Um, Jimmy especially, who was always the go-to guy, he's we have to plan things sometimes in some cases like weeks and weeks in advance because, yeah, uh, which, again, is fine, but uh, it, it makes it a little bit more hard to get people in here. And I've also been working with Nathan, who is difficult as ever, but we're trying to get him scheduled to do a few um, episodes as well. So please stay tuned. We appreciate your patronage, uh, whatever, to our show. And uh, keep listening at gbgpodcast.com, and we will uh, hopefully, um, you know, earn your listenership. Okay. Um, I also want to say thank you for everyone who enjoyed my kind of really super sappy um, 2016 episode, farewell 2016 episode. It, I just felt the need to do it, and I really, yeah, man, like it was just from the heart, and I just had to do it. So. Um, thank you again for listening. That we got a lot of uh, hits and critiques and uh, positive critiques. I mean, and uh, love for doing that. So thank you so much. Um, yeah. So anyway, where was I? All right. Yeah. So um, let's talk about some things that um, I think are just just really fascinating. Maybe I can soapbox a bit. Maybe I don't. Um, for those living under a, a, a rock or a globe, if for that matter. The Golden Globe winners were announced. Um, to me, I thought the ones that were kind of neat, uh, the big winners were Hugh Laurie and Tom Hilson for The Night Manager, Donald Glover for Atlanta, which I've not seen Atlanta yet. Um, I've heard good things about it, but um, it's just one of those shows that looks really good, but also looks kind of very depressing. Um, and I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, I'm starting to move more towards comedy uh, shows. Like There's a few dramas I stick to, but for the most part, it's very... Um, Sarah Paulson, who is a wonderful actress. I love her dearly. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, um, I forget the producer's name. Uh, he's the one that did Glee and he also produces the American crime story and the American horror story sagas. Uh, but she won. I'm very, I'm so happy that she won. She won, uh, for the people versus OJ Simpson. Um, now I finally saw Kubo and the two strings. Um, and, uh, it was a great movie, but, um, and, it, and it, here's the thing, it was probably my my favorite my f- uh, my f- my favorite film of the last year. But I don't think it deserved to win best animated film. Um, and I believe Zootopia, rightfully so, won the won that. And um, my logic being that I feel like. <sighs> I feel like Zootopia actually had something very, very much to say. Um, Kubo kind of did too, but I mean, it was very more of a, of a classic story. Um, while Zootopia was on the surface, one thing, but underneath it was really about all these other things. And especially in today's climate, uh, in, in today's world, um, I remember watching that with, with, uh, my now wife and we were, I was just both like, Oh my God, like this, this is totally talking about very tough issues and and it, it and like look I am a big baby usually but I was a sobbing mess during that movie like it you know I grew up in, in a small town which is I hate to say it was really racist um it still kind of is in in very unique ways um and you know I never liked that side of that town and and I hope um and, and if you listen to the show I might make jokes or whatever like that but um you know, Nathan and Jimmy and I will all kind of ha ha ha. But, you know, 
we were also taught, you know, despite our surroundings that, you know, that racism is not good. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, it's something that, you know, we're all equal. Right. And, um, you know, and growing up with that, you know, I, I felt the movie, it it hit me in a particular uh, spot. And uh, especially in today's climate, political climate, I, where there's a lot of talk about this stuff again, I really felt that, Disney did something I hadn't felt Disney did in a long time, which is they made an entertaining movie, but really gave us something to think about, and maybe the kids to think about too, in a way that maybe they weren't really even thinking of. Um, and then finally, anything from La La Land was nominated, and then won, um, including Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Now, I've not seen La La Land. I want to, um, kind of. Matter of fact, at the time I'm recording this, we're probably going to go see Manchester by the Sea, which I kind of don't want to see. Um, I don't. I don't even know why. Like it, it looks like it's going to be freaking fantastic, but um, yeah, it's very, very strange. I don't know why I'm not like super pumped about. It. I think it's like to me, it's about the spectacle. I, I think I, I heard Chris Hardwick talk about this with um, was it Ian McShane or someone. Maybe was it Mark Hamill, which people go to the theaters for an experience now. And with money being tight the way it is, um, even though I've made some very stupid purchases lately, um, all going on my credit card, which I uh, was then told in a a budget meeting with my wife, which, by the way, those are actually pretty good. If if you don't have a a weekly or biweekly budget meeting with your significant other, you really should. It's... um, (sighs) Does it create drag out fights or as I like to say discussions? Oh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it does, but um it's actually very it's very positive. You're always on the same page and you know and it's and it's really helpful. Um when I lost my job, that really kind of kicked everything, you know, in the face uh kind of and um and so but there's been a few uh, kickstarters I've I've backed. They're only like 40 dollars or so, but um, they're like, uh, again, Kickstarter, which is really awesome. And, uh, and not only were the projects awesome, but, uh, I've been thinking about finishing up U team and T issue two, um, and at least, uh, finish the promise I made to Cortland, which is to do the Raphael micro series. Um, so I've been kind of working slowly on Kickstarter. And, uh, when I was doing that, I would see, Oh my God, Oh, that looks so cool. I, I remember reading that or, or, Oh my God, Sam and fuzzy has a whatever. So I've, uh, made some poor decisions uh from my wallet but some awesome decision decisions for my eye holes and my brain when i read so i'm really looking forward to that but um but yeah i yeah i'm really excited um to uh see those projects be completed but um yeah with money being tight it's always difficult to go to the movies like uh i enjoy you know i used to not ever get any of that but probably about a year and a half after I went to, I got my surgery done, um, I started eating popcorn, which I never used to do that. Um, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I would, but not really. Um, and now I, I, it's kind of like part of the experience. Like it's kind of like the old bit from Eddie Izzard, right? Where you're just sitting there and you're like, and you're just watching the trailers. And then by the time, like maybe the first 10 minutes of the movie starts, Oh, the popcorn's done. Ooh. And then you can just focus on, yeah, you know, um, and and I also feel too. Uh, maybe this part was from the Mark Hamill podcast on Nerdist, but um, you know, kids today and people for that matter too, 
we're very spoiled. We can watch a movie, we can pause something, we can ask questions, but we're not really, and I'm not going to lie, uh, um, <laughs> I love my wife, but sometimes she she will do that when we watch stuff at home. She will pause, like, pause it for a second, question, why are they doing this? And it's like 10 minutes into the movie or the show. It's like, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's watch to find out. And she can't do that during a movie theater. And sometimes I can't either. Like sometimes I will ask... Um, I, I remember when we were watching Gilmore Girls, a uh, uh, day, uh, it was a year in the life. There would be times where I would pause it and talk to to uh, my wife and her friend um, when we were watching it, and um, you know, it, it's just uh, like, hey, w- wait a second, you know, did this happen in the TV show? Like, because I've not seen all the episodes straight through. I've seen like bits and pieces here when my wife watches. Um, as background noise. So I would, I would ask a question, right? And it would just be like, you know, why don't you just watch and find out? Like they were doing that back at me. So I'm, I'm just as guilty as it, but we get spoiled by that. And I think, um, the beauty of seeing a film, like, here's the thing. I probably will love Manchester by the sea. I will, I think I'll like it a lot better than, than, uh, than the party I'm seeing it with tomorrow. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, Anyway, this podcast is about things I'm looking forward to film-wise for 2017. Um, and it kind of, you'll probably kind of see this kind of ties into what I was telling you before. Like, I, I kind of go to the theater for, you know, the spectacle of it all. Um, so, uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, there's a lot here that are mostly spectacle movies. Um, I would say there's maybe two that are, are really not spectacle movies per se. Um, they make use of the, the theory behind it, but they're a bit of a different thing, and I'll talk about it here in a second. Um, the first one uh, that we're talking about that I'm looking for, I'm doing these in order as their release dates as of uh, a day or so ago. I'm recording this on the uh, 13th of January. So, um, so yeah. John Wick Chapter 2 comes out on February 10th, and John Wick was one of those movies I saw the trailer of, and you kind of laugh at the premise. It's like snakes on a plane. A man has a dog. His dog dies. He gets pissy and shoots a bunch of people over the dog. Like That's a whole. That, that's like an episode. That's like a sketch, right? But they found a way to make a whole movie out of it, and it's Keanu Reeves, who is a badass motherfucker, right? Um... And I remember we uh, at my old job, it was during the weekend when I, cause I used to work weekends all the time at my old job. And when we weren't busy, we would watch a movie. Um, and we would pause it if we start getting busy, but we would watch the movie. Um, and I remember John Wick, we watched John Wick, and oh my God, it was, it was such a fun movie. It was actually good. Now, um, was it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but, you know, for a shoot 'em up. It had a little. It had enough kernels there that it it really it was world building, and you don't see that a lot in an action movie necessarily. Um, and it made me really excited um, to. I kind of wanted to see more, and I loved it. I absolutely loved John Wick. Um, one of my favorite because uh, I mean he fucking murders you if he's if, if you've pissed John Wick off and he's coming for you. You goddamn better hope and pray that he, you know he just has to shoot you once. Um, my favorite part of the, of the first movie is he takes a car, 
hits a dude with it, and and he's a big fan of the double tap, right? So not only did he kill the guy with the car, but as the guy rolls over the windshield and the the top of the car, um, he takes a his gun and just like shoots him like four times as he rolls over the back of the. I mean that dude, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> Um, from the car hit, but then you know John Wick makes sure he double taps that shit. Actually, he quattro taps it, he quarter taps it, uh, however you want to say that. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to John Wick Chapter Two. Um, Ian McShane was in the first one, um, and again, they really did world build a lot. I would say it's an action movie. Go with that in mind if you haven't seen the first one yet. But um, it, it's it's really a a good action movie, like. It's not in the same vein as Lethal Weapon. I think Lethal Weapon is a great action movie, kind of like Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance. They, they're very unique and very fun. John Wick is a fun movie too, but there's some other stuff going on. They, it, it's very much world-building in a very unique way that you're not expecting. And, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, I really don't want to overhype it too much because, again, um, maybe it's because I had such low expectations that I was blown away by the first movie. So, um, no pun intended. So... Uh, maybe keep that in mind, but I personally love the first one, so I'm actually looking forward to seeing the second one, and I wouldn't mind seeing it in theaters. Um, the next movie on March there's two movies that come out on March 3rd. This is where we get into you know the normal com- normal area. March 3rd is T2 Train Spotting. I really love that T2 Train Spotting. Um, it's a sequel to Train Spotting. Uh, Danny Boyle is coming back as the director, and w- with I think most of the cast to Train Spotting. Actually, I think all the major players are back. Ian McGregor, obviously. Um, and then, uh, uh, I can't think of his name. He was in Eli Stone. And it makes me very sad. I cannot think of his name. He's on elementary right now. He's coming back. Um, uh, uh, Robert Carlyle, I think that's his name. He's coming back. Um, so, you know, and he's never done a sequel before. Danny Boyle's never done a sequel. He's not done a sequel for somebody else. He's not done a sequel to his own work. So this is very unique. And he's always kind of said, I'll never do a sequel, never do a sequel. You know, and then within the last like five, I think six years, he started changing his tune a bit, and um, I think that's really awesome. So I kind of want to see if the experiment pays off because um, the first movie, while I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I understood why it was important, and I liked what Boyle had. Felt like he had something to say, even though it necessarily wasn't his story. It was based on the book. Um, and of course, um, all the actors were amazing. And I mean that the, the, the baby scene was gut wrenching and just trippy as shit. <laughs> so, um, I'm really excited to see what they'll do in this one. Also March 3rd, Logan, the possibly last, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie. Look, people, they're going to throw a lot of money at him for him to do Wolverine and Deadpool. And that's probably what will happen. But the normal continuity-wise, I'm going to say, is Logan. And um, I, I just I really love the fact that the, the Wolverine movies themselves kind of tie into the, the storylines that they've done in the movies. But for the most part, they're almost like they've turned into art pieces. The first one is a piece of shit. It's a shitty piece of art, right? But uh, the Wolverine... Um, and Logan, uh, I think are they're very distinctive and they're very unique. And I, and I'm you know for all the flaws that that the Wolverine had, um, I really I enjoyed it. Uh, I as a matter of fact, I have the director's cut. And I still haven't seen that. I need to get on that shit. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I pre-ordered that like years ago, and I got it right when it came out. I was how excited I was for the extended cut. Um, 
sorry if you hear me drinking my water. Um, yeah, but that's on March 3rd as well, and I'm really excited for that. Um, March 10th, Kong, King of Skull Island. Uh, look, Gzilla is my homeboy, son. But you know what, Kong, he the king too. I mean, he's not the king of the monsters, but he a king. Yeah, so uh, he's got two fine hams packing in his dress. Uh, but seriously, though, Kong, King of Scotland, Island, Tom Hilston. Uh, and wow, my, this is horrible. I used to would never do this. And now I do it all the time. Um, the girl that was in the movie The Room, she also was uh, in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as um, the ex-girlfriend who's in the band. Uh, she's also now playing Captain Marvel. She is awesome. I, I think she's adorable. Um, but she's in it as well. And so is John Goodman, um, Samuel Jackson. The movie looks really good. And I think it's, and of course it's all leading up really to King Kong versus Godzilla, which whatever, but it's really great. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, uh, and it's, it would be nice to see a King Kong movie where maybe it's more action packed. Peter Jackson's King Kong, while really good, um, it's it's not a movie you can watch a lot. It's literally, I mean, the last half you can, but you know what I mean. It it, it kind of drags a bit, and yeah. All right, March seventeenth, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this is a remake, but you know it it looks really good. It looks really, really good. It's not like freaking. Uh, I I don't know much about it yet, but I heard that. We're going to hear news soon here about Tim Burton's live-action Dumbo. And I'm like, wait, what? No freaking way. I'm sorry. That does not sound awesome to me. Let me put it this way. It would sound awesome to me if freaking Tim Burton wasn't the one freaking doing it. But (laughs) I digress. Um, I'm sorry. I have lost faith in Tim Burton over the years. Like... All he does now is um, projects that are not his own. Um, like, look, I don't think he wrote Beetlejuice, um, but he, you could you could tell he was all over that. Like, some of his designs for some of the things, and it felt very much like a Tim Burton movie. Edward Scissorhands, same kind of thing. But when was the last time we've really seen a movie like that? Um... You know, and look, here's the thing, man. I do my fan projects, and if I was actually had the power that he had, I would be doing the same thing he would be doing. But the thing is that's kind of depressing about it is that he has such like I don't have a unique voice. I don't have a not really. I don't have a unique. I'm 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 like a fan. I'm a fan, right? So to me, it makes sense that I would do the things that I do, and if I would be like in his position, I'd be doing like. I would be remaking. I would do. I would. I would jump at a chance to do a Star Wars or a Star Trek, uh, or bo- actually both, um, just like J.J. Abrams did. I'd do a Godzilla movie. I would do a Gremlins movie. I would fucking fight like hell for doing Ninja Turtles. But but that's what I'm saying. Like that's. But you would expect that from me, um, you know. I don't expect. I mean, if the movie has a weird dark undertone to it, I guess I understand it a little bit because that's Tim Burton. But I. It doesn't strike me as unique. Now, here's the thing. He might not get the chance to do movies like that. And you know what? That's okay. I mean, not really. But um, 
at least then there's an excuse for it. But I feel like he doesn't look for that. He doesn't go for it. I think he's just like, uh, you know what? I wanna, I'm a fan now. I'm just going to do my fan stuff. Um, but then I'm going to do kind of shitty versions of it. Um, my, that's my opinion. Um, I have not seen uh, uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Exceptional Children. But what I can tell you is um, I enjoy his earlier work. And, he's, and he is a good director. That's the sad thing. It's just that his his penchant for, for writing stories is maybe not as good as it was in the beginning. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, but so Beauty and the Beast, though, it kind of feels like it will be the Jungle Book. Now, granted, Beauty and the Beast was already a great movie. The Jungle Book, in retrospect, was not a great movie. Um, I love the Jungle Book, and I think it was one... I, I actually... It was one of my favorite movies of last year. Now, I had not seen Pete's Dragon. See, that's the thing. It, even if you love the original movies, like, look, growing up, I loved the Jungle Book. Um, but if you watch it now, as an adult, um, even with nostalgia kicking in, I can... Like, it feels like a series of vignettes that are just sketches. You know, they don't really seem as cohesive. The John Favreau and his team at Disney really made the Jungle Book live action kind of, you know, seem together uh, and make it work as a story, like a very like beginning and end story. Um, and I feel the Beauty and the Beast will, will, will do a great job of, of that. Um, that's March 17th. Also March 17th is a film that, and I look, I want to be clear. I am not a horror guy. The Belko Experiment. I am a fan of James Gunn though. Um, I haven't seen Super yet. Um, uh, or no, I have seen it, but I, I don't really remember much of it. Um, but uh, Which is odd. But Super... Yeah, I saw it a long time. I think I was really kind of drunk when I saw it. Because um, I think it just got on Netflix, and uh, I came home from drinking, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch a movie now. And I like... Yeah, because Kevin Bacon's... Uh, yeah, I remember Kevin Bacon's, and he's the bad guy. And it's uh, Rain Wilson and uh, Ellen Page. Yeah. Anyway, um, Belko Experiment is a James Gunn joint. Um, he produced it, and I think he wrote it. But it's about what if this comp- company uh, forces all its employees to fight to the death. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by that. And some of the cast members look really good. Um, they're like um, character actor actors, which makes me even more excited for it. Um, and, but it's called the Belko experiment. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of horror, even though, because it does tend to go very horrorish, uh, kind of in terms of like the blood splat or like, like overextended violence kind of thing. But, um, that's kind of gun style. Like I loved guns, uh, movie Slither. I think Slither is one of the best horror films I have ever seen. Um, because it engages me fully. Um, it has some creepy moments in there, some great creature feature kind of stuff. Um, but there's there's kind of a story going on in there too. Um, you know, it's a monster movie, so there's that too. But it's more. But the story is actually pretty decent, so we're looking forward to that. Now, um, April seventh, uh, the movie Wandered. I've not seen any trailers for this. I've seen trailers for all the rest of these I'm talking about, but uh, ex- well, except for one other one. I'll or two other ones I'll talk about in a second. But Wonder, Wonder looks uh if you ever read the book is oh my god heartbreaking and um it's good it's a good book and i'm i am i'm actually kind of petrified because um when i heard that the movie was coming out uh this year i was like it is 
I haven't seen a trailer for it yet, but and I saw Julia Roberts is in it, and I kind of am like, oh, gag. Um, I don't know why. I just I feel like Julia Roberts is kind of above everybody else. I don't see her in a very human role anymore, which is very horrible to say because um, I'm sure she's a very lovely person and she's a wonderful actress and other things I've seen her, but I've not seen her in a, something in a long time that makes me go, you know what? You're the every person. Like it's not like Tom Hanks, where I see Tom Hanks and I go, that dude can fucking play anything. Um, uh, but um, matter of fact, we don't really see him as a villain barely at all. So that would be neat to see him do. But um, that's April seventh. So I'm intrigued about that. But it's, it's if you don't know what it is, it, the book is about a boy named Anki, and he has um, uh, facial facial issues, and um, he's deformed. But he is a smart and very intelligent uh, boy, and um, he starts going to school. And it's about his his journey, his year in school, and uh, the tragedy of growing up with the added dimension of what Augie has to deal with, and that you know there's multiple sides to every story. And I, it's a really, really good book. Matter of fact, I remember reading it as a wannabe director. I was like, oh my God, this is how I would end this movie. Um, and I'm really wondering if they'll do that or not, but I digress. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, May 5th. Come on. I mean, for shame, if you didn't think that would be on my list. June 2nd, I, I know. Um, now, this one I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Um, is Wonder Woman, and it's not because I kind of want to see the accident unfold before me. You know, this movie actually looks good, and I'm very looking forward to it. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, July 7th. I already told you in the trailer how I feel about it. When we saw Rogue One again, I saw it again. I actually started feeling more excited about it um, and a little bit more pumped. Um, um, but Spider-Man Homecoming, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Dunkirk, oh my god, we saw uh, in front of the uh, Star Wars Rogue One, the eight-minute trailer, oh my god, both my wife and I were both like, we need to see this movie. That's July 21st. Thor Ragnarok, now we, there's not been a trailer for this one either, um, we've seen lots of clips, uh, we've heard a lot about a lot of clips, etc., but that opens November 3rd. A few weeks later, November 17th, Justice League. This is what I was saying earlier about talking about Wonder Woman. I kind of have this on the list because I'm looking forward to seeing a train wreck. You got it. November 17th, Justice League. And then finally, Star Wars Episode Eight, December 15th. I mean, <laughs> really? Come on. I am very much so looking forward to that. And um, I will probably cry at the end um, when they do a nod to Carrie Fisher. Um, or or something like that. They they probably will, and it will it will break my motherfucking heart. Um, but yeah, so those are the films I'm looking forward to in 2017. Here's a question though: What films are you looking forward to? Um, hashtag GBG 2017. Tweet us. Uh, do it on Facebook too. Um, or call leave us a voicemail on Skype 614-364-4088. And just say, hey, Nick, these are the movies I'm looking forward to in 2017. And or tweet me or email me at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com or use the contact us link on our page, gbgpodcast.com. And we might read your uh, stuff on a future episode. 
So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We are soups excited, y'all, about um, the year of 2017. We hope you'll really enjoy what we have um, in store for you. And uh, thanks for listening.